Oh, that poor bastard. Oh, come on, leave him alone. It's hard to sing patriotic songs. It's hard to sing patriotic songs in that kind of setting. Oh, I feel bad, but damn, I love those kind of videos. This is The Daily Rios for Thursday, July 5th, 2012. Speaking of uh, <laughs> crazy blooper, vocal bloopers, uh, the one of my funniest, one of the funniest ones... One of my favorite ones is from uh, Les Mis. There's this great YouTube video where they just pull a whole bunch of um, bloopers from different Les Miserables uh, uh, productions all over the world in different languages. And obviously there's going to be a movie soon, right, with Hugh Jackman. And uh, I th- listen to this one. This one is from Hungary. And uh, this, this is just, a, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so brilliant. Uh, it's the part where Valjean is singing the line, uh, Who am I? 24601. So the last, you know, thing there he's going, 24601. And then he just screams the last one in the language that he's using. It's from 1987. It's brilliant. I, I freaking love that. So, uh, how was your year fourth? Um, I had a great time. My pretty girl had the great idea of uh, going to Wildwood to see the fireworks on the beach, North Wildwood, actually. Um, her family has a house down there, so she's uh, spent you know many many a year down there. Um, I, on the other hand, haven't been there since probably since I was I, I don't know ten eleven. I I almost think that the last time I was there, my girlfriend w- wasn't even born yet. That's that's scary. Anyway, um, but it was fun. We had a great time. We went on the, uh, I think it's the Great White, the real rickety wooden roller coaster that's there. Love wooden roller coasters. They're just awesome. We sat in the back. Uh, there were these two, two boys in front of us. The one was sporting an awesome mullet. And uh, we were in the last car. And we, uh, as I said, my, my girlfriend and I were in the very last seats. And then in the car in front of us, there was uh, a young girl who was probably younger than those boys uh, were. And those three young kids all had their arms up pretty much throughout the whole thing. And I tried to at certain points, but, you know, maybe like one or two of those hills, but everything else. I was clutching that cushion bar like you wouldn't believe. Screaming, having fun, laughing. Backseat, wooden roller coaster, turning around those corners, hitting those humps. Just the whole car, the actual car itself and the bar and all that, they just were pounding into me, like pounding my kidneys and my ovaries. It was crazy, especially on those last like three humps. We were dying. Our insides were just uh, so awesome. But uh, it just was so fun to see, especially that little girl. She had her arms up the whole time. And I'm just thinking, 
where the heck, where are my balls? And, you know, this little girl, I don't know, maybe, she, you know, the whole fear thing as we get older is really interesting. But had a great time, love roller coasters, and, uh, you know, had a, had a, got to watch some awesome fireworks. So speaking of um, anniversaries, I thought it might be fun to uh, point out some anniversaries that uh, are going on right now in July uh, of uh, 2012. So uh, let's dig in a little bit. And by no means is this going to be complete. Uh, so, uh, but you know, just some specials and some some highlights, especially some things that I'm I'm really interested in or that I think are are you know worth mentioning. So uh, this is these this is for the actual month now. These are not cover dates. These are for the actual month of July. Uh, well, you know, it being July 2012. The first one we're going to do is 10 years ago in July of 2002. Actual months now. We had Darren Cook's Catwoman, Selena's Big Score, uh, released. We had The Pro by Garth Ennis, Jimmy Palmiotti, and Amanda Connor came out 10 years ago in July. Uh, over at Marvel, uh, Cable, and, Cable and the Deadpool comics became Agent X, and, or Soldier X and Agent X. Um, I know, and I, I tried to look it up to find out why they did that, and I, I couldn't really find anything. Uh, you know, I really wasn't... It wasn't like I was trying to look real hard for it, let me put it that way. But I thought somebody might be interested in that. And uh, also, uh, probably the biggest one, Why the Last Man, number one, from Brian K. Vaughan and Pia Guerra. Which is interesting because, the uh, if you haven't heard the first episode, the very first 50 Trades of Rios uh, spotlight that I'm doing is on the first volume of Why the Last Man. But this is for the first issue. So the first issue of... Why the Last Man came out 10 years ago today. And if you're not reading Saga, by the way, you really should, because it's, it's, it's starting, it's building slowly, but it's really worth your time, and the artwork is fantastic by Fiona Staples. You can get it from Image. So, Saga, definitely a recommendation if you like uh, sci-fi. Uh, if you like uh, space opera, I should say. Not so much sci-fi, but space opera comics, or, or just that genre, so check it out. Next up, 25 years ago, Doom Patrol number 1, DC, by Paul Kupperberg and artist uh, Steve Lytle. Awesome to see Steve Lytle do interiors back then. This is the series that would eventually become the uh, Grant Morrison series, starting uh, at issue 19. Uh, that would be his very surreal take on the cast of characters in the Doom Patrol. Uh, by the way, a series and a take that uh, co-creator Arnold Drake said was probably the closest to what he thought the Doom Patrol should be. So, take note. Uh, also, DC Comics, 25 years ago in July, Action Comics Annual, number one, artwork by Art Adams, when Art Adams really was Art Adams. Um, and uh, also, eh, 25 years ago, artwork by Art Adams, but this one written by uh, Bob Burden, is the Gumby's Summer Fun Special number one. Uh, just awesome to see Art Adams all over the place 25 years ago. And then 50 years ago, we have Strange Tales 101, where Johnny Storm the Human Torch gets his first solo adventure. We have Adventure Comics 300, where uh, the Legion of Superheroes finally take over that book and will uh, run for about 80 issues or so. And in Justice League issue 14, 50 years ago, Ray Palmer the Atom joins the team. So there you have it, uh, just some anniversaries 
that are going on in July. I no doubt have missed, um, you know, other ones. So if you think there's something that is a real standout in the month of July, but it has to be in the month of July, not a cover date, actual, you know, when it was released, um, or some other event, maybe something in the comics, uh, you know, industry or news or something like that, uh, let me know. Let me know what, what I missed, and uh, uh, let me know if you've actually read any of those books that I talked about. June is busting out all over, all over the meadow and the hill. All right, the last segment in today's Daily Rios. Previews. Previews the way I've always meant it to be. Uh, not a page-by-page breakdown of uh, every comic and uh, trade and just every output from, from each and every publisher, but, uh, you know, just some standouts, some real standouts that I think are, are worthy of your attention, uh, you know, coming out from comics coming out in two months. This is, uh, I just got the new July previews, uh, and, uh, what, last week, I guess, and these are for books mostly shipping in, uh, September, so I'm just trying to get them out to you early, uh, you know, there's this, every now and then I, I see some people, or they write in, uh, or, you know, when I was on CGS, they would write in, or I see it on Twitter, and they say, you know, how do you know about these, what what's coming out, and, uh, you know, all I can say is previews, it's no great secret, podcasters read previews, uh, most of them, you know, um, we just get the catalog from cheap from DCBS or wherever we get our comics. I get mine from my local comic shop and, um, we just flip through it. You know, it's not a big secret. Uh, probably I would say the only time I really don't know about what kind of comic is coming out, if it's uh, really indie or if it's not in diamond, when that used to happen, I used to just listen to the indie spinner act podcast because, uh, they were really in tune to that. Uh, and they were the only other podcast that I listened to that I, I actually spent money on uh, from their recommendations. Every other podcast I used to listen to and I still listen to, whenever they mention something, I, I pretty much, I fairly, I, I kind of have a good idea uh, of what it is and, and, and maybe I've already known about it. Um, but for Indie Spinner Act, I, I, they, they turned me on to so many great books. Uh, so I just definitely miss that podcast, um, although Mr. Phil and I, you know, we talk quite frequently, and uh, I spent time with him and Charlito out at the Denver Comic-Con a couple weekends back, and it was an amazing time, 25,000 people, one of the best opening weekends of a convention ever, and uh, uh, creators there had a great time and made a lot of money, and it was an amazing, amazing convention, so if you're anywhere near Denver, uh, if you're a creator near Denver, by all means, please check it out next year. They're going to have a great time. So that was just, and it was awesome hanging out with Charlie Doyle and Mr. Phil. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know those kind of comics. It's always good to get recommendations, indie comics outside of Diamond, or or go to Mocha, or go to SPX, or go to Ape, or go to uh, uh, TCAF, or go to uh, 
Stumptown, you know, these, these shows where you find artists and creators that are just coming up. Um, good example of this is they just re-released, Top Shelf re-released uh, Jeff Lemire's, one of his earliest, earliest work, if not the earliest work, and I believe it was a Zarek Grant winner, uh, was his Lost Dogs graphic novel, and they just released that not too, what, maybe a week or two ago. Um, and I found that through uh, Mocha, actually. Uh, Top Shelf used to send out um, PDFs on CDs back, uh, you know, 2005, and we were on good terms with them, and uh, we were helping to spotlight their stuff, and they used to send us stuff, and that's actually how we got the first Jeff Lemire um, Tales of Essex County chapter in that trilogy. We we got that as a PDF, and I read it. I think I was one of the first ones to read it in that format, anyway, and fell in love with it. And uh, maybe I heard on Indie Spinner Act, or I just went to Mocha and saw him there, and um, he had. Uh, I found that uh, ori- like like an original printing of Lost Dogs, which I don't have anymore. I sold it on eBay. Stupid me. Um, but as I said, they just re-released that, and it's interesting to see a lot of people talk about it. You know, you know, finding this, you know, kind of rare work by Jeff Lemire, and I'm like, yeah, I read that years ago. Um, but uh, good stuff. You know, definitely check out these alt alt conventions, or like Heroes Con has a great indie island and things like that. So anyway, I'm way off the beaten path. But my point is, um, some people balk at these. Uh, preview spotlights, but I'm not going to spend an hour on it. I'm just going to hit a few things that, that I think might tickle your fancy, or at the very least, tickle my fancy. So first up from Image Comics, four-issue miniseries with art by Derek Robertson called Happy. And of course, yes, this is by one of my favorite writers, uh, Grant Morrison. And I know people right away, they're probably like, oh, oh God, here he goes, talking about Grant Morrison. Um, but I have to say, when I first read the promo for this, because I knew nothing about this other than that, that it was coming, and it was coming out from Image, and there were some teaser images on Ble- Bleeding Cool. And uh, so I, I read the, pre- the, the blurb here, and it says, uh, meet, Nick, meet Nick Sachs, a corrupt, intoxicated ex-cop turned hitman. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Adrift in a stinking twilight world of casual murder, soulless sex, eczema, and betrayal. With a hit gone wrong, a bullet in his side, the cops and the mob on his tail, and a monstrous child killer in a Santa suit on the loose. See, now right away I'm thinking, ah, is this like a Garth Ennis boys, you know, just Mark Miller over the top kind of thing? I'm kind of lost, but keep reading. And uh, it goes on to say, Nick and his world will be changed forever this Christmas by a tiny blue horse called Happy. Oh, there it is. I'm sold. I know some other people are probably like, what? I, I don't know. I didn't expect that coming at all. All I know is I get to that last line, and I say, yeah, uh, I got to pick that up. So, happy, number one, out in September, uh, 104. I will definitely be picking that up. Also a must in uh, September, or at least it's solicited in this month, but I'm fairly certain it should be out in September. Uh, Womanthology Space, number one of five. The hit hardcover Kickstarter success story uh, that came out a couple months back uh, called Womanthology, which was uh, front-runned by uh, Renee DeLise, is coming out as an anthology. They announced it was so successful, and IDW uh, announced that it was so successful that they're going to put out an actual series of miniseries 
uh, and this is the first one. Womanthology, space number one, hitting a genre I love, and uh, it's only one of five. It'll be $3.99, so check it out. This was an amazing project, and I don't think it got enough love across the net. I mean, it got some, but now that it's out, I don't really see a lot of people talking about it, which is why... Um, if you noticed the 50 Trades of Rios ad that I put up on my Tumblr, Womanthology is one of the 12 that I listed on that ad. I, I, I'm keeping the rest uh, to myself, but I did put out Womanthology. I will be talking about that during one of my uh, 50 Trades posts, either on Tumblr or on my website, thedailyreels.com, whenever I get that up. Uh, and I'll have more news about that you know, in another episode. So... Womanthology Space, one of five. Get it, order it, pre-order it. This is a book you definitely need to pre-order. Happy people, retailers are going to get that comic by Grant Morrison. They're gonna, they're gonna get that. You don't have to worry about that. You'll find that. This one, Womanthology. Retailers might not take a chance on it, so please, you know, try to uh, support this book. Uh, I'm fairly certain this next collection has been out in some format, whether it was an archive or hardcover, uh, but from Dark Horse, I'll be getting the Nexus Omnibus Volume 1 Trade Paperback, full color, 416 pages, pages uh, for $24.99. Awesome. Uh, collects uh, Nexus Volume 1, 1 through 3, and Nexus Volume 2, 1 through 11, Mike Barron, Steve Rude. Uh, I have never read these stories. Um, oh, it also has Eric Schanauer on Inks. Never read these stories. Everybody always says I need to read some Nexus if I like uh, sci-fi and space opera. So this is, sounds like a great format. Uh, this one, though, is uh, due, to, uh, due to ship around November 28th, so to say like November. But if this, you know, if this, is, if this works, if they, they, they find that the format is successful and popular and retailers order it, people buy it. Hopefully they'll keep going. Uh, Nexus Omnibus Volume 1, really looking forward to that. So I definitely pre-ordered that baby. From Design Studio Press, I have no idea uh, what this publisher is about, uh, but this is just from the back of the book, page 292. Something called Trail of Steel, 1441 AD graphic novel by Marcos Matei Mestre. Uh, and it says here he applies all of the rules of visual communication that he outlined in his bestseller, Framed Ink, to create a graphic novel that will have you on the edge of your seat. Follow along with Condottiero Martin and his son Sancho during their dark journeys through Spain in 1441 A.D. on a mission that will change their lives forever. It's $24.95. Um, I don't know, it has a humanoids-type look to it. Um, I don't know, it just sounds really kind of cool. Um, I, I, just, I, I saw very little about it, but it was enough of a blurb and enough of a little cover image that I said, you know what, I'm going to give that one a try. And then from Fantagraphics, uh, Goddamn This War by Jacques Tardy and Jean-Pierre Verne. Uh, anything that they put out, that Fantagraphics puts out by Jacques Tardy, I get. Mr. Phil told me about, uh, he, he made sure to clue me in and remind me about New York Mon Amour that came out a couple weeks back. And, uh, of course, it was The War of the Trenches and all the other works uh, that uh, he... Um, he puts out just amazing, just an amazing stuff, an amazing um, just exploration of, of the human strife, uh, This, especially in war. And this one is a full-color graphic novel, too, uh, also an exploration of World War One. So, uh, again, Jacques, Jacques Tardy is just someone on my radar, 
ever since I discovered his work on uh, It Was the War of the Trenches, so definitely getting that. And um, there's also something here, too, called Black Lung by Chris Wright that looks pretty interesting. Uh, about it. it says, A tale of a man, man determined to commit as many acts of evil as possible in order to ensure reuniting with his dead wife in hell. <laughs> I love that blurb. Twenty four ninety nine hardcover fanographics. And it's a, it's a graphic novel debut, which is kind of interesting. So definitely going to take a look at that one as well. You know, there's obviously some other things that I'm getting that are just typical books, but I just wanted to point out a few things that I think are, are worthy of your attention. And uh, I do have to say, though, I thought it was quite interesting. You know, you flip through some of the publishers and you get to the um, Dynamite Entertainment section. And uh, they're pushing this new book called uh, Damsels. From the tales of Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, The Little Mermaid, and Snow White comes Damsels. There is no happily ever after. Now, you know, obviously, between Fables and uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, all these books that bring certain characters from certain genres or, or types of stories together. No big deal, right? So this is nothing new, nothing original, right? And then I look at the writer, uh, written by, there's two writers, Leah Moore and John Ripion. So, why should this be a big deal? Because Leah Moore is the daughter of Alan Moore. And uh, remember when that whole, you know, before Watchmen thing was going down? One of her tweets that she wrote in response to all of it was, why not do new original graphic novels from the before Watchmen creators, or better yet, by fresh talent? Use the budget to find the next Watchmen instead. So now that's her talking about people picking up her creations, her father's create her father's creations, excuse me, and writing new stories. Why not, why not write why not write some new stories instead, right? And she's writing a book with Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and The Little Mermaid and Snow White. Yeah. One night I was getting freaky with my girly lane. Boy, we had some fun. And then uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, before I go, I just want to let you know that uh, I'm going to do on Friday's episode, and by the way, the Daily Reels will only be Monday through Friday. i got to take a break on the weekend. Uh, i got some loving to do. Uh, so it'll only be Monday through Friday. But what I'm going to do on Friday is I'm going to call it Feedback Friday. So all the feedback I've been getting in throughout the week on these daily episodes, uh, I'll be uh, paying attention to on that episode and answering and reading and just giving some shout-outs. So since you know that... If you have anything you want me to talk about for tomorrow's Follow Friday, it might be a little too early to uh, do that this week, but in future weeks, if you want me to talk about something on a Friday, uh, on an episode, uh, I'll definitely do it on Feedback Friday. So that's what you're going to hear tomorrow on the Daily Rios. All right, thank you for listening, and I'll see you then. God bless America, my